0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it and today on the show this is this is a huge one I mean it we're finishing off the year with The biggest movie. One of the biggest movies we've ever done on the show. And so we had to do a super episode to cover this one. Uh, We are, of course, talking about Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. This is the conclusion to nine films over something like 40 years, I think. Um, And, yeah, I mean, what, what, what could be said about the Star Wars saga that hasn't been said before? I mean, this is the biggest thing really to ever happen when it comes to pop culture and entertainment and uh, adventure movies did it conclude in a successful way I mean I guess we'll find out what the box office says later this week Um, so far it's looking eh, pretty good did it conclude in a way that is embraced by critics? Definitely not. Did it <laughs> Did it get embraced by fans? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, but for this episode, I'm talking to six people. I've got six co-hosts, all returning co-hosts on the show. We've got JC from the Screen Fix podcast. We've got Filmmaker, my buddy David Mycor, we've got my friend TJ Cross, who's a composer, we have a friend of mine, one of my old friends, Adam Wells, and we've got the lady one, also from the Screen Fix podcast, and we've got returning co-host who's been on here a whole bunch of times this year, Joe Black. He's also a filmmaker. And we have a pretty wide range of opinions on this movie. Um, Mostly leaning towards the negative, I gotta say. Um, But it's a pretty wide range anyway. A lot of... Great puzzle pieces, a lot of great discussion about Star Wars and about how successful this concluding trilogy was, and specifically this film, directed by J.J. Abrams, of course. So uh, we got a lot of podcast to get into, but I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, and follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join the Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where there will surely be a lot of conversation about this movie in the coming weeks. So, let's get into it. Six conversations about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Today's episode is sponsored by The Golden Tiki, Recently named one of the top tiki bars in the United States by the Food Network, and also one of the top 10 best nightlife destinations in Las Vegas by USA Today. They've got great rum, mixed drinks, and of course the Dole Whip. They've got theme nights, DJs, all kinds of fun stuff, including Alan Budd's Oasis, who are two robotic parrots that put on a great show every hour on the hour. So next time you're in Las Vegas, make sure to check out the Golden Tiki on Spring Mountain. All right, so we have got JC from the Screen Fix podcast with us. How's it going, man? Yes, it's going great. Are you excited? It's a Star Wars weekend. Are you, are, this did that excite is Star
1: you? Wars weekend. I saw it Thursday opening night. Nice. Um, yeah, I I saw it uh, by myself. Oh, okay. It I was, I was uh, with quite, my brother-in-law. Yeah, it was quite an ex, uh, an experience. Uh, pretty divisive. Uh, this it was weird actually. At at one point. Someone got up in the middle. This was like towards the end. Mm-hmm. Walked to the front of the theater, and I'm like, and face the crowd. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh, it's
0: about I, to like, happen!"
1: <laughs> I was like, "We're all gonna die!" I was yeah. like, "This is every every moviegoer's fear right now." Uh, but he just yells, "Fucking dumb!" <laughs> and then i'm wondering if that was me at your screening (laughs) and then started and it started a whole thing because the guy next to me then goes get the fuck out of here just like yells and then the guy towards the butt you know the guy that went to the front shakes his head kind of laughs and like slowly walks out then the guy next to me like for the next 10 minutes is like i'm gonna go fucking find that guy i'm gonna kick his ass and his girlfriend is like no stop it like it's just Jeez. It was like a whole thing and I'm like, "Oh my god, Star Wars. Jesus. Drama, man. There, oh there's god, a lot of drama
0: just, in this universe."
1: Yes, uh, it's just, just I mean, whew. at the end of the day, it's like you, you tweeted it out earlier. Uh, you you forget this is a kids movie. Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: I think I think <laughs> this movie and it, it's weird that of all things it's like Disney buying it up that you know, brought us to a place where we kind of forget that because I, I really, yeah. truly did forget that during the course of the Last Jedi, which I know yeah. we're on opposite sides of the debate when it comes to Ugh. that movie. I love it, and it's and terrible. then yeah, and and then uh, Rogue One also continues that kind of theme. I think Solo yeah. brought it back to kids'
1: movie a little bit, but um, well, yeah, I mean, if if, you know. if kids could, kids with good vision who can see <laughs> past the terrible cinematography. <laughs> Oh, let's not make it that conversation. It's
0: so dark. <laughs> the movie's so
1: dark and murky. You can't see a thing in there. It, it really it's is. It's like a movie filmed through a dirty piece of glass.
0: Well, let, let's talk about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, for, first thoughts, and then we'll get into some puzzle
1: pieces. Were, were you pleased? No. Okay. No. The thing is, is, okay, so I, you know... I didn't walk out hating it. I definitely mm-hmm. walked out hating parts of it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, I just had a... Like, if if Last Jedi was someone on an island not getting trained by a grumpy old man, uh, mixed, uh, juxtaposed with two ships in slow motion chasing each other while running out of fuel, mm-hmm. and had maybe one lightsaber battle, which wasn't really a lightsaber battle because... One person was a hologram. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: if it, this was the opposite of that. This was, oh, you want Star Wars? And then, like, it was, it's the equivalent of JJ Abram just, like, taking your, you know, grabbing, like, a, like, a whipped cream pie and saying, you like Star Wars? Here's some fucking Star Wars, and just, like, shoving (laughs) pie in your face and you can't, you're, oh, you're suffocating in it. You know, it's just like, uh, you want action? Here it is. You want lightsaber battles here's five of them you yeah. want It's just you know it was just wild so it was it was a lot of things that i i guess was missing that weren't in last jedi but just done in the most just eye-rolling way right uh with no uh tension i, I never felt any tension i never felt any real emotion because it so much happens in this movie. It's hard to feel anything. Like the movie never slows down. And when it does slow down at times, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's like this movie just never slows down. It just goes nuts. I can't help but think uh and although I
0: love the last Jedi and I love what Ryan Johnson did with it, uh mm-hmm. that the reason that this one ends on such a all over the place sloppy finish is because he's you know, trying to get back to his story and fit in every idea he had after the second one was given off to somebody else. I I think he probably should have just, you know, made his initial deal like, Oh, I'm making this trilogy and that's end of story,
1: you know? Well, here, let me fix this whole thing. Ready? Okay. All right. So force awakens, last Jedi and rise of Skywalker, all three of them written by George Lucas with different, uh, really good directors in this era that's Mm. it like just take his just take his take his three stories give him to three good directors and let's let's just see what happens you know it 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 had to have ended up like i don't know how you could take this franchise make one film full it with a bunch of open-ended questions and then just go here you go like you you, you're not supposed to play telephone with these right right. Uh, you know (laughs) playing telephone
0: with the biggest series in the history of cinema (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly,
1: it's, it's terrible. Like I don't know, it's just not, uh, wow. not really what I. I. It's. It just is what it is. Like I think yeah. you know, Disney knows that they made mistakes here, and they're, you know, they're not going to give up on the franchise. I think they're going to? They're kind. It seems like they're kind of pumping the brakes on some of it, but mm. they're going to put this series into the hands of John Favreau and you know some other people who are probably going to learn from these mistakes and 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 end up making better movies. Maybe learn from
0: these mistakes. Um <laughs> why don't why don't we get into some puzzle pieces? What do you got for your first
1: one? Okay, so uh this one. Okay, so ready? Uh I really went down a rabbit hole with 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 this one. So my my first thing that I thought of cuz I'm like all right, what do I what's in there from another movie and I'm like, well, there's a pit with a snake in it. And I was mm. like, all right, well what has a pit with a snake in it? And I was like uh, and then I thought, oh, J.J. loves his Spielberg, mm. so snake with a pit, Indiana Jones. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. oh, and there's all these MacGuffins and, and, and relics. I'm like, okay, these uh, Indiana Jones. But then I dug deeper, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's actually specifically Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I, I, I would agree. Like, I think if I was doing a regular old episode of this, yeah. I would have
0: used Raiders as a puzzle piece as well. But yeah. And I, then, I'll let you it, continue on it, though.
1: Yeah, and then once you start combing through it, you're like, "Oh my god!" Because I'm like, "Okay, there's a snake in a in a pit. There is a Poe goes to that snowy city to find his old flame, mm-hmm. and just like Indiana Jones goes to like I think it was like a t- uh, t- snowy Tibet mm-hmm. to find Marion Ravenwood. I was like, okay, so there's that, and then I'm like, oh, okay. oh, then one of them that's 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 really obvious, uh." When they think that Chewie blows up in the transport. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark causes that truck to flip and blow up, and they think Marion's, he thinks Marion's in it.
0: Right, right. But then
1: it turns out she's not in it, and he says something like, Oh, you must have switched baskets. Like, they're, they're, that's exactly what happened with Chewie. And then I'm like, Okay. And, you know, and just everything else, like, like, the Staff of Ra could be the Sith Dagger. And, of sure. course, the Staff of Ra, when the sun hits it right, it shows the location of the Ark. Hello, mm-hmm. Wayfinder. It's just... Yeah. It's well, And, all, and I mean, you didn't mention
0: my biggest connection, which is the Nazi's face melting off.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. The Emperor's face kind of... It does, like, melt off, doesn't it? They cut it away is, like, way too quickly, though, unfortunately. But it does start to
0: peel away and melt away Yeah, which is yes it does it's
1: like, you're right so there's just I mean and you can you can keep going like Indiana Jones gets on horseback to intercept the truck and t- to get the Ark to put it on the ship and I'm like sure they're riding on horses on it I mean now they're stretching but I mean now they're kind of stretches you know like I'm like okay and Ray buries the lightsabers at the end and the Ark gets buried in a warehouse full of artifacts but you, you know you could but I was sitting here going this son of a bitch he's basically making Raiders of Revenge of the uh Raiders of Return of the Jedi. Right. Is what he's making. <laughs> because there's all says there's you know, there's obvious, obvious uh um uh, Return of the Jedi scenes in here. So sure. but so that was my, my my first one was just I just went from Snake Pit and just went on a crazy tangent. I was like, I oh my it. god, this is Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Perfect. I love it. And, you know, and, and honestly, I mean, the Indiana Jones and Star Wars series are so linked just from yeah. the get go, you know, oh, yeah, so it, it makes so much sense that one would influence the other. Uh, I'm sure the next Indiana Jones will end up coming back and talking about these new Star
1: Wars. Yeah. Movies, I mean, you know? both both story by George Lucas, both uh, screenplays by Lawrence Kasdan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of uh, you know, and of course, uh, Raiders was directed by Steven Spielberg, who's like, You know, uh, I think JJ glues pictures of his face to Playboy calendars. (laughs) Uh, I just, (laughs) uh, it's it's, so yeah. I mean, it's uh, Raiders was my first one, and I just felt he was once I once it clicked, it was so obvious. Yeah, Um, for sure. So, and then my second one is actually The Goonies. So another kind of Spielberg connection. That one was produced by Spielberg Mm -hmm. from one scene where I was like, "This is so Goonies." Um, When Ray lifts the uh dagger up, and she pulls that little piece out that's supposed to oh, line okay. up on the edge of the the fallen uh death star, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's just like in the goonies when they lift up um uh, the uh what do they call it the doubloon mm-hmm. and it has the little holes in it, and it matches up the island to the island to the restaurant, right, right. I was like, oh, that's. I, I'm Goonies. trying to
0: remember. I haven't seen that, uh, seeing Goonies in a long time. I really should go back and watch it. It's been yeah. since like high school or something. But I'm trying to remember. Was that one of that? Because I, you're right. It, it's like a very similar like uh, little tool thing. Yeah. But but was that one a little more obvious that that would happen? Because I remember watching that scene last night in, in yes. Rise a Skywalker and thinking okay, what? Like, really? Like, why would you think to even do that? With, I know. Why would piece? you think to
1: pull that thing out and line it up? It's the, the the whole thing's bizarre. Like, not only do you have to think to line it up, but you have to be standing in the right spot. Yeah. You of, have anywhere to,
0: like, on an entire planet, you're in the exact spot. You're in you know? the exact <laughs> right
1: spot where that's going to line up with the yeah. those pieces of the thing. And also, it's pointing to, like, a spot. And I'm like, well, how big the Death Star? Like, if it's right. as big as, like... What's the new, z axis like of this new, situation? If it it's as big as New York City, <laughs> it's not helping you that much. It's being like, by the way, it's in uh, Greenwich Village. <laughs> yeah. <you're> like, okay. <laughs> I guess I gotta search all Greenwich Village for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is there another Raiders Lost Ark there? When she grabbed the Wayfinder, she had to like fight herself, right? Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: so. I guess that's the equivalent of grabbing the artifact and having the 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 temple start falling on you sure yeah yeah raiders of the lost ark man but anyway <laughs> but anyway but any, like you can sit here and do raiders of the lost ark with this thing all day but uh oh yeah um sure. but goonies yeah so when they lined up that thing and they were like oh okay the restaurant the restaurant must be where we start this adventure uh and then she when she lined that thing up i was like man man jj loves his amblin so much he sure does. Yeah.
0: He I mean, sure well, does. I mean, go back to super eight. I mean, he was just doing Amblin hundred percent. He
1: was doing like his own Amblin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I am very much looking forward to now that this is over and hopefully JJ has nothing to do with star Wars in the future. And it's, you know, we know John Favreau is supposed to be a big part of it. Possibly yeah. Ryan Johnson again, mm-hmm. Look. Um, I I hope JJ does something original coming
1: up soon. No, he's not. JJ's now supposed to go over to, to the DCU. Oh Jesus, Christ. that's that's his next thing. Like he's going. He's <laughs> no. just like the franchise killer. He's he he killed Star Trek with that. See, he's very good at like making one okay movie in these in these universes. The first Star Trek, b- besides the fact that they had to use some time travel wormhole red matter thing Mm -hmm. to to make like an alternate timeline of star trek which Mm -hmm. was dumb he's he still made a fun first star trek movie and he kind of did that with force awakens you know it has its problems but he made pretty much like you know a fun starter star wars movie but man if he has to go further than that he's terrible (laughs) like what, if he has what? to actually like if he has to actually like execute on all of his mysteries that he gets started, right, he fails right. miserably. And What uh,
0: franchise would you like to
1: see him ruin? <laughs> That's very good. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm that like vindictive. I don't I don't know. I don't wish JJ on anything, but he is going I I know he's going to the, to the DCEU, so he's wow. going to go ruin that. Interesting. Which is which is just now starting to uh, re- recover. I know, with, right? With some better movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh JJ's going to go crush it.
0: Well, yeah. I, I hope for only the best for uh, the DCU and JJ. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens <laughs> with all that. But uh, that, back to this uh, R- Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I guess any closing thoughts on it? I mean, I know, like you said, you're pretty mixed on it. Oh yeah. Um, I think it. It sounds like you like it more than the Last Jedi, but still a little disappointed overall.
1: I like it more than Last Jedi because Last Jedi feels cynical and Je- Last Jedi feels I don't know mean, bitter. There's there's something weird about it, and uh, mm. but this one feels. <laughs> This one is just, and I say this on my podcast all the the time, Uh, Mm -hmm. I love movies that are either super good or super bad. No, I don't care if a movie's super good or super bad as long as they just went for it full throttle. Sure. Like, as long as everyone was dialed in and everybody was just trying to, everyone's giving it like 110%. I'm Mm. like, I will love a bad movie if I get that feeling. And this movie is just bonkers. They're just like, let's just, let's just rip off Raiders of the Lost Ark and go crazy. I mean, this movie, I mean, when, but also when you go nuts with that, when you're like, let's, like, like I said, it was like getting a a pie of Star Wars just shoved in your face until you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Um but what happens is is like okay this is a, a good example of, of why this movie is not good so remember in uh it's uh empire strikes back when yoda raises the the uh the the sunken x-wing out of the water mm. and it's this magical moment the music swells oh my gosh look at that tiny guy lifting yeah. that ship this is amazing this one literally has Ray and Kylo grabbing in the air, a transport ship that looks like it's two miles away and having a tug of war with it. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's dialed up too much. Which by, by the way, I
0: just realized when you mentioned that, that that happened in dark Phoenix earlier this year.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if you're aping Phoenix. from Dark Phoenix, you're in a big trouble.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but
1: yeah, yeah. So that was like an in in, an example of just like uh, you're doing. You're t- no, you're doing too much with it. You know? Yeah. It's 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 too much when your characters are essentially like you know the Jedi were always pretty neat, but they weren't like Thor meets Scarlet Witch. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, they weren't. T- god-like superheroes you know which is essentially what they've 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 become now right
0: right exactly that that, and i mean that's got to be a lot of disney influence i'm sure but uh you know i don't know it just seems to be what a lot of these kinds of fantastical films are nowadays are just everybody just flying through shit and just you know it's just (laughs) like no rules whatsoever, and, yeah. it, and it's it's I don't know, it's it's hard. But I, I got one last question. And we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, I know I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, um, wearing my Star it, Wars hoodie right now. Nice, nice. Retro Is, throwback. <laughs> do you do you see yourself rewatching this when you're rewatching all the other ones, or do you see yourself just being like? You know, the,
1: you're gonna watch the originals, maybe the prequels. No, I mean the, the the originals. I still watch, but that's also based on the fact that I saw them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I tend to rewatch more things I saw when I was a child, just because they right. affect me differently. Sure. Uh, the prequels, I never watch ever. Mm-hmm. Like I I've I can't remember the last time I sat and watched a prequel movie. I just right. can't. Uh, and these ones, I think I watched Force Awakens a few times. I've only ever watched Last Jedi once. And I am will probably watch this one again out of morbid curiosity when it comes out on Dis- Disney Plus, And I might not ever watch it again. They're just not, I, you know, I don't know. I watch, I re- I've i rewatched many uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This just isn't the. It's 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 just not the same. It's it's different. I I would love it if there are kids out there that love this movie and sure. and and they watch it over and over and over. I would absolutely love that. I don't wish like ill will on any franchise.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, I would love to see a good movie come out of this uh, um, franchise. I think I'm a Rogue One fan, kind of. Mm. Uh, I think that was okay. I didn't like that they had to shove in some i I didn't like that they had to tie it so hard to new hope um but i really loved the cinematography in in that one i i I felt like it was a star wars movie and it was trying to do some more stuff bring in some more uh aspects of the universe and the galaxy right right and and even some some jedi stuff like kyber crystals and this and that and the other you know i was okay with, with, with with that stuff um but you know as far as the skywalker series these these three i i i'm really just kind of leave them alone which was a shame cuz i i really liked ray right, right i really liked kylo uh yeah, i i really liked these characters and i wish they had given them i wish that they had done those actors more justice with the characters
0: couldn't agree uh more i i love the characters do not really like what they did with them basically but yeah but yeah um, I think that about does it for uh, for this one. Um, right. why don't you go ahead and plug your uh, your podcast?
1: I'll do that. I'll do that. So I am on a podcast called Screen Fix. It is a show where we fix a recent film, me and my co-host that carries the show. Her name is the Lady Juan. She has a Star Wars uh, name. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, it's usually me, her and a guest uh, oftentimes from another podcast. And we basically just take a movie and, you know, say what we probably would have changed about it. If, if we had made it, how we could quote unquote fix it. And we fix good movies, bad movies. We just do it for fun and, uh, we have a good time doing it. So if you want to check it out, it's on iTunes, Spotify, screenfixpod.com. And yeah, and thank you, David, uh, for having me back on here. I love coming on here. I love puzzle pieces. It's fun. (laughs) Right on. Well, thank you so much for being here, man.
0: All right, back on the show. We've got my buddy, Dave Micor. How's it going, man?
3: Oh, amazing. Thank you. It's a
0: Star Wars weekend. I know that must be a big deal for you.
3: It has been a Star Wars month. Leading up to this, <laughs> let me tell you, I did something I've never done before, which I, I was very excited to do, was I went and I watched all Star Wars movies in chronological order of how uh, the story unfolds, which I've never done before. The last time I did a Star Wars marathon was before Force Awakens came out, and we got a huge group together, but we did this weird thing. We did like four, then five Then one, two, three, then six. I don't know why the guy running it wanted to do it like that. And it was cool. It was awesome. But Hmm. so for this, I was like, we got to start with episode one. And we went to two, to three. Then we threw in Solo, a.k.a. episode 3.1. Then we went over to Rogue One, a.k.a. episode 3.2. Then Hmm. we went four, five, six, seven, eight um and that was awesome that was really it was really awesome and that's another reason why the rise of skywalker i loved it so much is because after watching it in chronological order starting with episode one starting with this anakin skywalker as a little kid and uh and then following all through darth vader like through that whole arc into the emperor coming back at rise of skywalker at the end it just it made it it made it feel very connected and complete to Mm. uh to the other previous movies whereas like when i was watching like last jedi i was not I did not I I felt very like disoriented and like where where what is this and where are we going and what is even happening? And I even felt that a little bit in Force Awakens too. A little bit. But mm-hmm. um now after getting through Rise of Skywalker, every like I even like The Last Jedi even more now. Uh, I was just
0: about to ask you that, like before we got into Rise of Skywalker, how, how do you like it this time around? Cause I know that you're on the side of the yeah, not I, liking that one. Debate.
3: Yeah, I really don't, I really don't like it. I still don't like it a lot. Um, when mm-hmm. I watched it, uh, in this order going into the new one, I still, and I, listen, I went in I gave it open mind, uh, chance, uh, that I always do. And I still, like really really don't like it however after watching rise of skywalker it does make it a little bit more um acceptable with the whole like luke vanishing using all of his force power type stuff which i've always like really hated uh ever Mm. since i saw it but now after going through rise of skywalker and seeing like all that force energy like going like leia and like from ray and to to and all that back and forth like it really now like kind of i'm like now okay with it in last jedi if that makes any sense i don't know no that, that
0: that makes sense yeah and i i just back to the whole marathon thing um i'm as much as i didn't love the rise of skywalker we talked about that a little bit before we started rolling here um i i can only imagine watching all these back to back and just getting that invested in the story and you know the fact that we're finally to this conclusion of nine movies that is pretty wild that must be a lot to take in
3: oh it was beautiful it was just so beautiful the rise of skywalker meant so much to me watching it and it was hitting home on so many levels of just growing up as a young kid man being in in this house with like three older brothers and watching you know, four, five, and six. As a young kid growing up, was I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was on at all times. We had all the original action figures. I still have them scattered throughout my apartment, um, even now today. Um, is this guy
0: I'm looking at in the webcam? Is that an original? No, or? no that's not no.
3: original. That's brand new. I had to treat myself to a, a, a little Christmas present myself while I was out shopping today. I was too excited. <laughs> I saw uh, Babu Freak over here um and i was so excited because i loved him so much in the new one and he came with this new 3po so i said oh well fuck it i gotta get it (laughs) (laughs) i love babu freak he's great all the little noises he makes he's hilarious (laughs) i love the rise of skywalker too man i'm just gonna say i've seen it three times now okay um let me tell you how did i see it three times when it just came out last night okay i'll tell you I borrowed a screener on Wednesday night. I couldn't wait to see it on Thursday night, opening night, even though I really wanted to wait to see it on the big screen. I just couldn't. And okay. so I went and got a screener from my friend, and I watched it on the couch, and um, I loved it. But even though it was a lot to take in, I can't imagine seeing it for the first time on the big screen. Then saw it for the second time in 3D on Thursday, noticed a lot more and didn't love it as much i was kind of absorbing it and then on the third viewing that i saw last night um was just the best experience i i i could even imagine it was with the q a with jj abrams afterwards also That's and, so cool. um it was just so special and i even noticed even more this time and it just hit me on all levels and spoke to me from every angle and i mean literally um You know, I was just like a puddle by the end. I was just like, I was just, I couldn't stop crying. It was just so beautiful seeing the conclusion of this huge story that I've, you know, been, it has meant so much to me ever since a little kid, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, thank God they brought back the emperor and thank God they, tied all like all that back in. And like when she's walking in the death star around like the emperor's layers and you get that like low musical theme, like that was another thing. The music tones that they brought back from the original were beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. like that that low, like, um ooh, like that emperor yeah. music, you know, from return of the Jedi. That was right. like, uh, Oh no, no, no. The, uh, the, the very light Imperial March that you get when like Vader's dying, like that, That, you know? That was oh my god, coming in. Freaking cool. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, no, there's some great music and sound design in this movie. I will give this movie a lot of credit for sound design.
3: Oh my god. The bells and whistles flying off. I mean, I thought they I thought they did a phenomenal job and the visual effects they did to bring Carrie Fisher back. They talked a lot about that in the QA I was at last night and how. They went through so much footage of force awakens and and went back and forth back and forth and tried to write scenes around what they had and, mm-hmm. and didn't want to just cut to her they wanted to like integrate her into the shot and like what that took and what that meant and like that was just so beautiful and also the fact that they threw in the whole um, arc of Leia training and being a Jedi and seeing her young Leia with young Luke training with lightsabers was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, how, how much, how much more can you tie back into the old original like story that you grew up with and loved, you know, but to say like, you know, when they're like, when Yoda's like, no, there is another blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, yeah, there's another, there's Leia, you know, yeah. there's Leia. She's part of this blood and this in this lineage and this power, you know? And so that never was explored. And so to see that and to accomplish that and to do all that after, um, our beloved Carrie Fisher's passing, uh, I just thought it was phenomenal and they did a fantastic job.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, why don't we get into a couple of puzzle pieces here? Uh, what, what movies did you think of, uh, as far as possible inspirations or something that maybe uh this one just kind of reminds
3: okay of. so the first okay so in the beginning there's a lot going on almost too much going on but the the moment i really started to sit back and be like yes this is awesome is when they were flying through on those speeders in the desert mm-hmm. about 30 minutes in or something um and that was very like i felt like it was very mad max when that like the troopers were like Coming after them, and they were like soaring in the air and stuff, and like they're like, and they're like shooting back at them and stuff. Like it was so Mad Max in the desert on these like barge trucks, you know what I mean? Like speeders. I was like, this is awesome because I love Mad Max. And then you've got Um, Okay. Okay. So Mad Max and Indiana Jones, um, Mm -hmm. any Indiana Jones, just the quicksand and the tunnels and and the creature down there, everything. It was like Mad Max and Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. And I'm sorry, but what more do you want? (laughs) Right. <laughs> i mean i'm good this is great i don't you know keep going give me more please yeah
0: don't yeah stop. and you know to to that to that uh that particular scene i i was telling you that i really didn't like the first half hour of the movie but i completely agree once they got on that those speeders and they're racing through the desert that's when the movie started to like win me over yes. you know and i started to really have fun with
3: it well that was the first time in the movie where you were like This is awesome. You know, up until then it's just like, what's happening? What's going on? Okay, now they're here, now they're there. What's happening? Who said that? Oh, but I will say, and no, 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 hold on. Let me take that back. The (laughs) the very, very beginning when you hear the Emperor say, I have been every single voice you've ever heard inside your head. And it ends and it goes through the voices, and it ends with Vader's voice. That (laughs) was awesome. I love that. Sorry. So that, that part was the first point where I was like, yes. And then, um, the Mad Max scene, but it was very Mad Max. And then it was very Indiana Jones. And that's all I kept sure. thinking of during that. Absolutely. What about you? I, uh,
0: yeah, no, I, I, I agree with those. And, and um, I, I'm just curious, uh, Obviously, the screening with JJ—I'm uh, sure that the audience was go, going nuts for everything. But what yeah. about the other screening you were at? Was that one pretty, uh, pretty it hyped very, up for everything? No,
3: it was lame. It was tame. I, it was, it was. No one was doing anything. You know, what I that's mean? how I, mine was. I, I know, was really surprised. Was sad, you know, um, yeah. And I think it's because you know, I don't know. Like, first of all, I saw it at 10:30 um, at night. So it was later, it was 3D, um, you know, I don't know, but maybe it was like the only people in there were like young kids that didn't really know too much about like all the history of Star Wars maybe, but I don't know. It wasn't the the fun, like cheering um, audience that I wanted because I saw it first on the couch. As a screener, so there was no audience. It was me and my wife. Just
0: you going nuts. It was me (laughs)
3: going nuts and my wife and my beautiful miracle dog Albert, which I have to say, also a quick side note: his name at the shelter in San Pedro was Ray. Nice. R e y. (laughs) His name was Ray at the San Pedro shelter before we rescued him from another rescue that named him Albert. And we kept his name as Albert. His name was Ray. So I'm He's sorry. a special little dog. But, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? The miracle of Al just got even bigger. And then you're watching <laughs> the rise of Skywalker and Ray and that whole ending when it's like, rise, Ray, Ray, that whole, oh my God, that scene with all the Jedi voices. Did you see the voices credited in the end credits for that scene?
0: No, Think no, I didn't.
3: A separate credit. Um, Section at the end credits instead of just it's like Jedi voices or whatever, and it's like, dude, it's everyone. You've got That's like, sweet, it's like Samuel L. Jackson, and you got Qui Gon, and you uh, Liam Neeson, you and you got even Hayden Christensen in there, dude. You got, yeah, yeah, everyone is going popping off during that, and that, that is that by far that scene right there is just, I mean, it's everything. That's it's awesome, everything.
0: that is great uh well do you have another uh piece that it reminded you of
3: well indiana jones
0: okay so that's like your second piece okay cool
3: mad max and indiana jones um, awesome awesome
0: Beautiful. Uh, I, I I definitely like those pieces, and actually, in one of the other conversations, we did talk about a few ways in which Raiders of the Lost Ark specifically uh, could be used as a puzzle piece. So, absolutely, I think Indiana Jones is probably going to come up a lot through this whole yeah. episode, through all these conversations. And and like I said in that one, I I think that it makes so much sense for you know these two series to, to complement each know what? other. And, I mean, you know, what
3: more do you want? I mean, how great is that? What kind of movies do we get anymore these days that are like that can you adventures play? right there's none of them like, the adventures
0: is like a dying breed
3: exactly it's like you don't get like this was like a movie man this was like this is what you go to the movies for and so i mean uh yeah i mean i just uh i loved it i it made me so happy and it brought um just so much like you know it righted the ship so much after last jedi i felt you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that it, it made me it made me really happy
0: how do you feel uh as like such a long time star wars fan and it's obviously such a big deal for you how do you feel this trilogy did overall even though you didn't like the last jedi do you think as a uh, as a full 3 movie arc do you think it works or do you think that the the change in in directors and writers like kind of messed with this, this whole overall flow.
3: Yeah, I do feel like it was a little too, um, messed with. I think, I think they needed to come up with more of like a grounded game plan, uh, Mm -hmm. for such a big billion dollar, uh, franchise price tag that you're going to have to build up around. You should have everything in place. And in fact, the Q and a last night, JJ talked a lot about that, how, you know, they had a lot of conversations about what they wanted to do. But after Force Awakens, that Ryan Johnson was like, Well, I'm gonna go this way and I'm gonna do this, and like and how you know it was great. It was that vision, but then like how then when JJ came back, he was never expecting to come back. And then when he came back, it was like, Okay, let's bring this all together. It was there was a lot of stuff up in the air and that they weren't really sure on what they wanted to do. Um, one of the things they really knew what that they wanted to do though was uh get leia in there with her uh jedi uh arc uh which was right awesome. and that and the fact that they did that without carrie fisher i'm sorry is just so it's just it's just incredible it's really yeah. incredible for sure
0: yeah i i do think that as much as i love ryan johnson and as much as i love last jedi i don't think it ever made any form of sense to switch directors switch writers with uh, with, a, with a franchise this big. Yeah. Just, I mean, you,
3: I mean you, with this type of thing and this big of a thing, you need to be like, okay, you know, yes, you can do this. No, you can do this. This is where we're going with this, and this is where we're going with this. You know, like they did always have, they said that they always had conversations of Ray being um, the granddaughter of Palpatine and being a Palpatine. So there is that. Hmm. Um, and they always wanted to bring the Emperor back. So, um, but. I do feel like this new trilogy is kind of misled and disjointed a lot. Um, um, you know, I kind of wish the emperor was kind of always in the mix in the force awakens. And we kind of dropped that bomb from the get go and then went up, up, up from there. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, and so, well, that's all no, part I, of the I, rush, I rushed feeling of this one. Yeah, it's a little bit like, "Oh, now. we gotta save the day! Here he is! Now let's do this! Now let's do that. I mean, I will give you that; it is a little uh, rushed, um, mm-hmm. but it's okay because uh, it it hit me on on so many levels, man. I, I I just loved it so much, and I think it it just has such a a stronger message than just being a Star Wars movie. I think. Mm-hmm. The underlying, you know, theme, uh, you know, about just uh, fighting for the good in you and in other people. I mean, the whole, you know, Ray conflict of like, you know, here's this good person with a really, really horrible dark past and and lineage, but she's like, she's still this burning light, you know, even yeah. though f- what she comes from, you know. And then yeah. you have you have Ben on the other end who is this. He's in the darkness, but he comes from these two loving people that love him, you know mm. and so you like when all of that kind of starts to come full circle and you have all these elements of like never be afraid of who you are and I don't know if I have this you know I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it like you know all of these themes of like you know fighting the good and seeing the good in you and and fighting the darkness, I mean, for me, it's just uh, speaking on such a higher level than the Star Wars movie. I think it's just a beautiful message for uh, young kids and uh, even even us, even myself. Yeah, it's beautiful. So well, that's
0: all, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad that uh, you know because Star Wars obviously means so much to so many people. So I'm I'm glad that a lot of those people are gonna get you know. Such a such a positive message and, out of a movie I mean, like this.
3: The fact that you know it's not really a, a case and shut type of ending that I thought I, I was expecting more of like a solid this is done ending. You know that in like five or six years, you know down the line after all the spinoffs, you come out with an episode ten. It's going to happen. It's There's no way happen. in hell it's not going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, and then you have Ray and you could, you know, who knows where you go from there, whatever. And, like, that's just going to be epic, 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 <laughs> epic. But, um, um, you know, uh, I don't know. We're in a weird Star Wars land right now, you know? It's like this weird thing that you love so much growing up, and then all of a sudden overnight, it's like you can't, like, you know, you know, spit or take a piss without seeing something Star Wars. You know what I mean? Right. It, like kind of too much, too fast. Um, you know, Solo came out in May right after Last Jedi came out at Christmas of right before that. And so, you know, now we have Mandalorian and it's like, uh, you know, so I think they need to take a breather. They need to see what the heck they want to do. Um, I love the Mandalorian, by the way, and I'm, I'm super excited that the first live action show is actually good and the people right. behind it really have a really good um they're dialed in at a, on all the throwbacks and homages and all of like the references and to things of old and past of the old canon and trilogy they really do a phenomenal job with all that so i'm really excited for that and uh for what's next that's awesome
0: well hey dave this was awesome uh i i'm glad we've able to get you back on the show again for this. Oh, yeah. and, Thank, you. Thank you so much for
3: having <laughs> me. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm sure we'll find something in 2020 to, uh, to get you back for there. There's, there's plenty, plenty on the way.
3: Oh yeah. 2020 yeah. is going to be a beautiful year. I can, oh, I'm hell So yeah. I'm so excited. I've never been more excited, uh, for a new year ever.
0: So, uh, TJ, Yeah. You just saw Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker.
4: I did. What did you see last night? Uh, I saw yeah, I saw it last night, seven PM East Coast. What time when did you see it? i saw it uh friday
0: night friday. and nice, nice. uh yeah i saw it in dolby the sound was so did I. great oh my god um, seat
4: rumble it was great
0: oh yeah i th- that moment when uh the emperor shoots the lightning bolts up at all the ships and yeah. it felt it felt like a bass note was going like up through my spine yeah like, it was, like amazing, it was freaking, mix. 100%, that, amazing mix 100 percent, amazing mix unfortunately that was probably <laughs> my favorite part of the entire <laughs> movie what a
4: mess of, of a film yeah. dude well so not to get too long-winded but i think i'm just going to sum up what i think the whole problem with all these like I, i'm a okay. bigger star wars fan than you um yes, but you you know you're you're cool you've been watching them and you're following along and um here's the biggest issue with with the these sequels you know to make a good trilogy i think you have to know the ending And Mm -hmm. I think it's very clear to me there was like, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen. I think there was too many ideas. I don't think they ever knew where the story was going because this third movie was kind of like an... And I've read articles. I think Vanity Fair wrote this. It was sort of like an apology letter to the last movie. And frankly, I think you and I liked the last movie more um, than most people did or most of the ardent Star Wars fans did. And so... They basically made a trilogy in a single movie. That thing, I appreciate how fast-paced it was. I appreciate it was action, action, action. But, man, you couldn't breathe. You couldn't take a beat. And they were just trying to make a trilogy in a single film that made zero sense, by the way. Like, everything – you didn't need to see the other two films to watch this film. Like, it just – it was just a waste of an opportunity. I think they had great actors. I think they had – you know, you have the greatest cinematographers and special effects people in the world working on these. And I think you need a good story, right? And I just think that – What a mess, what a mess of a film It became hokey honky fan service Poor writing I just, yeah, dude, I really I think it's one of the worst ones that that have come out in Star Wars Frankly
0: Okay, wow, so yeah, so you're really down on it I I kind of am too I uh... Like I was saying to some other people, like I, the first half hour I thought was terrible. Then it kind of won me over for a little while anyway, for like the middle hour ish. It, it was at least fun. It was dumb, but fun. You it know? was dumb, but fun. But you have so much. Yeah. Good,
4: the actors are fantastic. They have so much yes, talent. Absolutely. It's just annoying that you didn't utilize that talent. Like, like it blows my mind. You got Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Like no, he's so good. like you should have done. I mean, he played the Hansa I mean, he was fine, but I just and and she. Um, why is her name slipping my mind? Daisy.
0: Uh,
4: Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, yeah. She was so good, and I loved her. Like I loved her on screen, yeah. but like there was just nothing. Like it was just not interesting. I don't know. I all just right. think it could have been elevated.
0: Do you have any puzzle pieces? Any movies that remind you of at all?
4: Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's just shove every Star Wars in
4: there. Well, I think it's. <laughs> Here's the thing, whether you're like and I don't think you are, right? Whether you're a big fan or not of the original Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. um, and I think you have to, you know, like my wife and I was saying this to me the other night. Like you have to sit back and be like, listen, nostalgia clouds the mind all the time. These little, you know, men, men our age, women our age, like you know, you were a little kid if you were into Star Wars when you were a little kid, you have this nostalgia. But if you really took a magnifying glass of those movies, you'll see they're not the, like, you know, they're not the greatest works of art, obviously. Right, right. Um, but they. What they do, they they brought special effects to a new level. Like no one ever saw a spaceship like that, look that good in space. Sure. You know, no one saw epic fights and, and lightsabers. Like, and also it was the classic good versus evil. The problem with this film is what it what the prequels, the episode one, two, and three, which are from the '90s and early 2000s, did was Star Wars is a very minimalist story, and they keep trying to tell it in a maximist way. They keep mm. trying to make it way more complicated than it needs to be, and it just becomes like like you said, is dumb fun. Like the irony is they're trying to be complicated, but it ends up just being dumb, whatever, pew pew. Um, And so if I'm going to do a puzzle piece for you, yeah, it reminds me of the prequels, episode one, two, and three, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith, which the problem with those films, again, were they tried to make them bigger films than they they needed to be. And I mean bigger in the the sense of the story, not obviously the special effects, because they should be big. But yeah, that's my puzzle piece. Awesome.
0: Well, you know, and- I've recorded a few things for this episode. This is going to be a super episode with a bunch of little mini conversations. And uh, two of them so far have brought up your favorite Indiana Jones. Uh, What do you think about that puzzle piece? Uh, I I particularly uh, thought of the the Nazi face uh, melting in the uh, Raiders um oh, at the end the emperor's face starts yeah. to melt you know uh, but then yeah someone else was talking about the the snake in the you know underground there that snake monster thingy and seemed kind of indiana jones ish and you know but i know you love your indiana jones
4: well I, I do like i do that. but you know i think those may that could have been a like a nod from jj right to like sure i, I probably is i mean that's actually yeah. those that that's a good association so whoever brought that up smart people awesome awesome well uh one other thing we we just finished recording
0: a uh top 10 film scores what do you think of the score on this one
4: well it's by far i think and i think we said this right last night it's the best of his latest three star wars sequel like the best score of the Mm -hmm. three i i actually was like when i was listening to it and again he has to you know he's lifting from previous scores because all those themes you know live throughout the whole so, well, I don't even know what you call a nine film thing, whatever, all nine right. films, <laughs> um, but it was by far, it sounded the fullest, I don't know if it was something to do with the mix, but it was the the thickest, it was the most, or it sounded like old John Williams to me, and I was like, yeah, man, he's got one left in him, because frankly, and I would never, I mean, he is the Beethoven, in my opinion, of our time, um, sure. but I think the the last one, and it could have to do with the story, because the story was so different than anything with Star Wars, but it just, it was very thin sounding, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, yeah. For a John Williams score. So anyway, I thought the score was actually it, it, it was it, it it gave me the the feels, man. I really liked it. I wonder if there's any chance that
0: he goes out with this, like just like you know. Well, you like, said it's his last Star Wars. Film. He he did.
4: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: God, I just brought up his IMDb. He has four hundred credits under soundtrack, like not as composer, one hundred fifty. Well, sure, composer. But uh, he's a ama-
4: dude. He's amazing. The man's eighty-eight years old, and the fact that he God. cranked that out like is incredible. Like. Yeah, I, oh, I kind of yeah, wonder right. if he does go out with this, too. You are right. He may have just – because, you know, when you're 88, who wants to – first of all, you're a com- what, pe- trillion millionaire or whatever. He's, <laughs> everything, I think in the 80s, he made a million dollars per score, and that was the 80s. So um, he's fine, you know. So the fact that he still woke up with that energy and was like, yeah, I'm going to really give it my all might also say at 88, he's like, that you know, that's my swan song. Well if he's 88 now
0: uh, when he is 90 he is attached to untitled Indiana Jones project in 2020. oh let, let that so. be his final
4: score because yeah. I need John Williams in the Indiana Jones movie we have yeah. like, can we can we all save Indiana Jones can we get one good final Indiana listen Harrison Ford looked great last night he did look great
0: in this. I was like he really I was, did. did
4: you notice I was like man he's still I mean that's a sexy man I'm sorry. He still looks good. That man's like, how old is he? Like seventy something, seventy yeah, six, yeah, something like that. So you know what? Maybe that was, maybe that's him saying, guys, you know, hurry it up, like let's get this movie going because I could still viably see him do that. I, I please, I'm gonna keep going on about Indiana Jones. I'm I'm too excited. I want it to be, I want it to be good. I want it. I want it to go out with a bang, not have Shia bluff. Uh, <laughs> grab the hat at the end hey shia's
0: having a great year um shia's the man and, what a turnaround doing, seriously serious turnaround yeah. but uh that's another story for yeah, another yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so yeah any any final thoughts on uh rise of skywalker on, on on the trilogy on this capping off
4: you know i guess it's just see i'm not an ardent like i'm not one of those crazy star wars fans i'm not like screaming from the balconies like this sucks i just think it was a missed opportunity man i think mm-hmm. it could have been something else. Um, Entirely, uh, but at the same time, lightsabers are cool.
0: There you go. That is absolutely a uh, a true fact. I, I can't argue with that.
5: <laughs> I mean, you know what? Are there? Are does it have problems? Yeah, the whole trilogy. This trilogy has all the movies. To what am I saying? Have problems? Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. No, there's never such a perfect Star Wars movie. That's right. There's always it, there's always something wrong with any of them.
0: Well, they're so big and there's so many hands involved. And by the way, I'm rolling already. We might as well just kick it off that way. But um, okay. th- there's, there's so many hands involved with, with movies this big. It's like, you know, how is it ever going to work out <laughs> with that many hands, you know?
5: I mean, I feel that if they had some real plan, I think they had some broad strokes, but it – you know, I'm, I'm beating the, uh, beating, beating it to death because you probably have read this or heard this somewhere else that there was no plan. And it surely seems like there was no plan. Right. But at the same time, it certainly wasn't as dull and wooden as the prequels, which had a plan, which had a very concise three arc story, but was just laborious, uh, with the acting and, and the, Bad dialogue. At least there was some good chemistry amongst mm-hmm. the characters, and it, you know it made for a fun adventure. Right? Um, are there some? Are there some uh, big plot holes? Yeah, uh, you could you could fit the entire rebellion through uh, some of the plot <laughs> holes in this movie. <laughs>
0: One might say, One yeah. No, say. I, I love, I love the characters and I love the actors. And yeah, it's just, it's just what's being done with them that's just kind of a little all, all over the map,
5: you know. Um, I love the stuff with the three, the three arc act with Ray and Kylo Ren. That stuff was good. Uh, mm. I'm a huge John Boyega fan. uh you know, loved him in the Force Awakens. Thought he was fine in the Last Jedi because it seemed like they were repeating his arc. Of uh, pretty much uh, you know, somebody who is fearful and doesn't want to fight. And then he comes full circle. I must fight. I must be a hero. And then this movie, he's just there. Yeah. And they seem like they want to give him some character arcs and some things to do, which he never gets to do. He never gets to say, I love you to Ray. Sure. Or whatever he was supposedly going to say to her.
0: I, I'm hearing online that it's that he was force sensitive. That was the big thing. That was the reveal they never got around to.
5: I—I I mean, they alluded to it because he felt that she got away, or uh-huh. she—spoiler she, alert—may or may not have died. I can't believe I just used the phrase "force sensitive." By the way, y- yes, you did. <laughs> uh, by the way, can I rename "force sensitive" to the David Tingle? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Bro. Yes, the da- the David Tingle. <laughs> That is right. Since <laughs> since Star Wars is now Disney, I'm just going to keep mining their properties for jokes.
0: <laughs> oh god. Um, you Although know what, like one quick thing. I actually don't know. Um, I mean, most people are Star Wars people, but I always think of you as like, you know, a big horror fan and stuff. Like, are, are you a big big Star Wars fan?
5: Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan that, you know, I've watched the movies all of them, multiple times. I saw the original trilogy, uh, the special editions when they were re-released. Because I'm too young, I think Return of the Jedi was the only one that I was alive uh, when right. it was originally released. Uh, I stood online for tickets for the Phantom Menace in 1999. You know, before you know, you could pick assigned seats and buy them sure. off your cell phone and not actually have to wait in line with a bunch of other degenerates that took off work, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or school.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know what I've seen every star Wars in the movie theater multiple times, but I've never really read the books. I've seen some of the cartoons of, uh, the, uh, the genie, uh, Taryowski, um, clone wars. Mm. Uh, I've watched that. Um, some of the other, like, uh, extended universe stuff. I've never really read. Uh, I don't own a lightsaber. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't get dressed up to go.
0: And why am I even just, talking to you? If you don't I, have I don't a know. I,
5: I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I do have a lightsaber, but that's for a different type of podcast but, and cover your ears for anybody who thought that was inappropriate. appropriate. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> this is such a weird movie. I, I, okay, let, let's get into the rise of Skywalker specifically. Um, so i I, I want to talk, you know, if you have any puzzle pieces, but before we get into that um where where do you feel like this fits in as far as like not not just like you know chronologically, obviously it's the end of the story, but as far as like do you think it fits in? Do you do you think that uh, we, we talked about how there's, you know, too many hands involved and there wasn't really a, a clear path forward necessarily, but do you think they 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 stuck the landing in any way as far as wrapping this thing up?
5: Yes and no. I mean, do I really feel that there is a finality to this? No, I don't. Right. Right. Uh, the way the movie ends. And even before this movie came out, even wh- I think during the time that The Last Jedi was out in theaters, I was thinking to myself, you know what? I really hope they do another trilogy with these three core characters. Now that mm. the old guard is is gone, we can go on to uh, more adventures with Ray, Poe, and Finn. I would pay money to see more Star Wars movies that have to deal with that, that, that have to do with them, and that we don't have to hear about the Sith, and we can hear about other villains, and we can really expand right. the world – that's kind of more what I would have wanted from this trilogy would be to expand the world. You, uh, you know, ta- you know, we've already done this—the light in the dark uh, balance. You know, fighting the Sith. Mm. It's nine movies now. I think we could find other villains. Even the books and the other uh, extended universe stories had other stories to tell. I think we can move yeah. on. I Do want something the, the Ant Man version of Star Wars is what I want. You want Paul Rudd inside Darth Sidious's butt, and watch I, I, him I just want—I just want
0: Paul Rudd. Yeah, I just want Paul Rudd, basically. But uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I want I, a I fun movie in this I, world. You know, that's bl- what I
5: want. I don't blame you. And if there's one thing I have to say about the new Ghostbusters that really grinds my gears, is mm-hmm. that Paul Rudd will not be Tommy Doyle in the new Halloween movie. Right. He will that's not reprise true. his weird, creepy Tommy Doyle. <laughs> It wouldn't be me if I don't throw in Halloween six reference. Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, other than Halloween six, uh, do you have any puzzle pieces uh, you thought of for this one?
5: Well, now that we said it, Halloween six, no, not Halloween six. (laughs) Although technically you probably could say Halloween six with a bunch of weird cultish uh, hokey hokey pokey uh, uh, stuff. So I I guess, you know what, since I couldn't think of any other puzzle pieces, you know what we're going to Halloween six for for weird cult behavior
0: well I, I wish i had written down the line ahead of time but the way they explain away the emperor being back and it's like uh weird cult stuff magic dark magic cloning
5: i don't know like uh, it was just like the sith <laughs> belief in that cloning and dark magic is like you know what listen you're you already kind of messed up with the whole the opening crawl kind of put everybody uh, on a bad foot right the there dead when you have to mysteriously explain that this character that's long dead has magically reappe- reappeared and sent a signal out.
0: Yeah, that was, a, that was a very strange opening crawl. I remember as soon as it said the dead speak, uh, I, 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 I think I out loud said, wait, what? <laughs>
5: I, I was, I was <sighs> bewildered just the fact that I was like, that's how you reintroduce the emperor? <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, couldn't you have just choices. left it that it was a mysterious uh, transmission? Threatening mm. the universe, and you know they do discover it's Palpatine. Even though, again, still feels forced that he's in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I said forced, not force. Yes. No, no pun play here. Okay. Good. Good. I, I'm. I'm glad we got that. St- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, you know, I know we had actually talked before uh, we, we started rolling about Star Wars as a puzzle piece, which, of course, other people have been bringing up as well for this super episode. Um, it, it seems like, you know, it, and that is the big story with this with this movie is the fact that Last Jedi tried to move things forward. Whereas this is like, oh, remember Star Wars? Here's all your Star Wars
5: stuff. You know what? I'm a sucker. The fan service stuff you know what I enjoy most of it, except for something that they stole from the special edition of return of the Jedi, which hmm. I felt was kind of unnecessary. Uh, I, I could tell you, I don't know if it's spoiler alert. Oh, I, spo- spoilers away.
0: So I, and I want to hear this. I'm curious about this.
5: Okay. So after the final order is defeated and you see the, uh, the starships crashing down, you know, there's other planets that they're showing. Mm-hmm. So there's like a uh, starship, Uh, going down in Coruscant, one on Endor, you know, uh, Jakku. And it's pretty much like, you know, after they defeat the Empire and they start going to other worlds and you see everybody celebrating that the Empire's uh, been destroyed. I was like, did you really need to do that again? Right, right.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and also, like, to me personally, like, I was thinking about it, like, when I was thinking puzzle pieces and stuff, I, I was thinking about the idea that, they didn't know if their reinforcements were going to show up. And then all of a sudden, there's a big CGI crowd of, you know, a million reinforcements. How
5: many movies
0: have we seen that in? <laughs> you
5: know what I mean? Every, everything I mean, at the last minute Day that somebody just Wars. magically shows up. You know yeah. what? And I guess when you think about it and when you say it like that, that's almost one of the cooler aspects of The Last Jedi is that no one shows up. Right. Absolutely. That's what made it different. And- I will say I was one of those people that had a lot of problems when The Last Jedi first came out, but rewatching it now, I do find a lot more to like about it. Mm -hmm. I do think it's actually it it does try to be very different and does succeed in a lot of the things, Um, except for maybe. Do I care how the rest of the universe is uh, going? You know what's going on in their lives during this war? No, Mm -hmm. not really. Okay. But I like the idea of hope and, and the spark and that there's other people out there that eventually could bring a new Order of Jedi, you know, when you had right. that little, the little kid that was Force-sensitive. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I liked all that. And then, you know, we have this, which is kind of like the Justice League of Star Wars, where it's like, okay, you know, let's cut and paste this thing together and you know, make it more by, palatable. By the
0: way, co-written by one of the co-writers of Justice League. <sighs>
5: You know what? I guess that's another puzzle piece. Is Justice League? <laughs> there you go. I was like the movie before it. People hated it so much so they uh, they chopped and pasted it. So uh, is so is there a JJ cut or is there a Colin Trevian cut <laughs> of Star Wars Episode Nine? Colin Trevian cut. That's the one we need. Yes, Absolutely. yes, <laughs> yes. Release the Trevian cut. Hashtag <laughs> barcode. Ah,
0: oh, perfect, perfect. Well, a- any other closing thoughts on uh, Rise of
5: Skywalker? You know what. This movie is not perfect, and it is far from it. But if you just take all the Star Wars movies essentially with a grain of salt, have a little fun, you'll probably enjoy the two and a half hours uh, of this movie. It's it's fun, you know. Like like all the other Star Wars movies, don't don't hate. Yes, that's that's the message. Don't hate, and if you need to take your aggression out on something, the theater next door has cats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> All right, go see cats if you really want to spread the hate because you and every yeah. other critic is already doing that.
0: Yes, cats isn't isn't going to uh it isn't going to teach you anything about yourself. It's not it's not going to give you any grand lessons. So go hate that.
5: I, I just I just cannot wait until one of these days, I'm going to be hanging around the city somewhere at midnight near a movie theater, and there's going to be two really, really long lines of people dressed up very bizarrely. People dressed up to go see The Room, and people dressed up to go see Cats. <laughs> and I'm going to be dressed up to go see Serenity, because that
0: was fantastic.
5: Who do you dress up as for Serenity? <sighs> you, you just
0: you just get naked and jump in the ocean, I think. Uh, <laughs> just... just <laughs>
5: Well, you have the long curly hair, you know, you got the grizzled (laughs) facial hair, just start screaming into the middle of the ocean. (laughs)
0: All right, so back on the show with us today, we've got the lady one from Screen Fix. How's it going?
6: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing pretty good. I am, uh, I am uh, questioning my sanity for doing these super uh, (laughs) episodes, but uh, you know they're so much fun to do though because it's you know one of the best things about like doing this show is getting to talk to so many people about these movies. So get to talk about a whole. Bunch of times with a whole bunch of people, and one is uh, even better, right?
6: Yeah, I love listening to yeah. these episodes when you do them.
0: Awesome. Well, that's uh, that's encouraging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how many times have you seen this movie? I, I know that you you saw it twice now, right, <laughs> yes. or three times? Just uh,
6: twice. Just twice. Okay.
0: All right. That's a little more manageable, um, considering it's been out for two days, basically. <laughs> um, so, I, I've I've spoken to four people so far. You're mm-hmm. you're number five. Uh where are you falling on the like let's get it right out of the way right up yeah. front on the is this a good movie or not uh scale?
6: So that's tough to say because it's not a bad movie. Sure. I just didn't get the feelings from it that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's still well acted, mm-hmm. cool to look at. It's not boring, it doesn't drag, but at the end of it, I was just sitting there with this weird face, just being like, what? what? Oh. Yeah. Uh. And that's not the I point. I totally get
0: that. <laughs> it, yeah, I totally get that. I, I think it, it really speaks to Because you're right. It is. I, there's plenty of fun to be had. There, there's plenty of great action. There's... I, I love the score. I love the yeah. sound design, the performances. I mean, the, the, the main you know trio, they're all so good in yeah. this. Um, but I just think that they had no idea what they wanted to say with this last one. I think totally. they just said, oh, shit, we're on a schedule. We need to pump out the final one and uh, let, let's get this thing done before Christmas.
6: Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well. uh, Okay. So that 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 you seem to be right along with where most of the people who have been on the show seem to be thinking about this movie. Um, let's let's get to some puzzle pieces and then we'll get into lots of other thoughts along the way. But uh, what what do you got? What 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 did you think this reminded you of?
6: So my first puzzle piece is Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Okay. So when Kylo first goes to Exile in the beginning. I was like, that mm-hmm. looks like Skynet upside down. Like, it just, <laughs> the building looked totally like Skynet's, like, base. And then even when they're on um, the other planet, sorry, I'm blanking on it, where Carrie Russell's at. What's that planet called? Right.
0: I, I don't remember it either. The only name I remember is Exegol because I laughed when I heard it. But So, in my head, it was spelled,
6: like, egg-sickle. Nice. And then I, I saw like it that. written out with, like, an X. And I was like, oh. Okay, that's An not as stupid as I An would thought. be
0: a really good treat, like a nice <laughs> little snack.
6: <laughs> yeah, but even when they're on that other planet and they're like, "Oh, they're they t- came and took the children," like they're just kind of roaming the streets. They're taking everybody down. It felt very much like the robots patrolling what's left sure. of Earth. It was yeah, it was just dark and creepy, and I didn't mind it, but I was just like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this before." This, is, this feels like Terminator 2, which I love. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Terminator 2, I mean, I, I will forever, I don't think anything's going to ever unseat it for me as the best action movie ever made. So whenever that is an uh, inspiration for something, I think it, it definitely leads to some, at the very least, some pretty damn cool visuals.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it, but immediately yeah. when he landed there, I was like, oh, it's Upside Down Skynet.
0: <laughs> so exical and, and i I'm, I'm trying to remember like everything that happened on that planet and that the funny thing is how fast this movie moves it's yes. like i almost can't separate it from some of the other stuff that happens
6: yeah they were bouncing around like crazy through this whole movie like the uh the falcon lightspeed jumping was basically this movie it was just like yeah. and next scene <laughs> and next planet and next story and i'm exhausted
0: yeah, that that makes sense. So, okay, on the second time cuz I've only seen it once, on the second time through, did it like did it seem to like slow down for you at all or is it still just like okay, we're all over the place? Mm,
6: no, the first 30 minutes really feels rushed. And Sure. all of the scenes with Leia in the beginning felt very much like you could tell they were working around dialogue that she said. And Sure. it wasn't her conversations with Ray didn't seem to really go anywhere other than, well, she said never underestimate a droid, so let's use that. Like, mm. it felt like they were letting the dialogue run those scenes because they had what they had.
0: Sure. I found it yeah, very that, that, distracting. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you know, th- they had to do what they, you uh-huh. know, could with what they had. But yeah, I mean, it. I, I wonder, like, I wonder, did they have any plan for this (laughs) or like like you said like like using what they had with leia did they just say okay let's get that and and pretty much nothing else let's just see what else we can work around that and just go from there like that was the only real set in stone thing i it's it's i don't know it's weird um so you got another piece i do okay
6: i forgot what it is though hold on (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> no
6: problem. i've been trying to think of them all day today um oh my second puzzle piece is related to my least favorite part of this entire movie which is okay the basically our final moments with ray and ben as he is at mm-hmm. that time and i just i can't really describe my face when they kissed I, <laughs> I was just not not there for it. Not there for it at all. But uh-huh. that whole sort of she's dead. No, she's not. He's dead. She's okay. And then a weird kiss and their families are all intertwined. This is some Romeo and Juliet shit. Like,
1: Absolutely. Ugh.
6: And I wasn't there for it. We had no setup to that happening. But like his grandfather thought he killed her grandfather. There's... There's some family feuding going on, and uh, everyone's trying to keep them apart. And then yeah. there's kissing and death. So what else can the it be? Funny
0: thing, uh, the funny thing about that, okay? First of all, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's a great puzzle piece, and it's <laughs> one that I also was thinking about as well for that scene. Um, the funny thing is I like that... I like the... I don't want to say execution of that, because... It's not really that I like the execution of it. I just, in the moment, it was, I don't know, it was like a fun thing to happen, but it makes absolutely no sense. Like you said, it's not set up whatsoever <laughs> and it, it just doesn't work at all, even though in a strange way, I also kind of like it, um, but <laughs> I, I don't know, it's just, I, I like it because I like the the actors and the characters yeah but but it just doesn't make sense in the narrative whatsoever and like you said it's it's super weird that they that they went there it it doesn't really it didn't need to
6: no it didn't need to happen at all like sure they can like have this moment together they could hug but like they don't have any chemistry like that like it doesn't make any sense it came out of nowhere
0: it sure did. I it. It's almost like uh, Adam Driver laughing was uh, Adam Driver and not the character. Like he was laughing, like what the fuck? Yeah. Was this like you know, and they just yeah. Kept it in I there. just
6: that whole end part. I guess after after he has his conversation with Ghost Dad. Um, yeah. And then I guess he's Ben now, but he was a completely different character. The way he kind of like. Han shrugged at all of the knights when they came to take take him on when Rey sent him the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally Han shrugged at them. I'm like, what are you? Who are you now? It was...
0: They really should have... Like, if I was on your show right now, Screen Fix, <laughs> um, it, they really shouldn't have had him in the Kylo Ren mask at all during this movie. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna do the turn to mm-hmm. Ben, he should have been where you could see his face the whole fucking movie. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, he really did not need to be in that mask, you know, hiding what he's going through because there's. I mean, let's be real, there's no uh, you know, personality coming through a mask. Mm. Like in order to see the the turmoil that he's under, like you should have seen his face the whole time, I think.
6: Totally agree.
0: Well, do you have any other pieces?
6: Um, I have like a little baby piece is Okay. um the I think the part of the movie I enjoyed the most was when they went to retrieve the Sith translation from 3PO and mm. that little guy, what's his name?
0: <laughs> it's Gr- oh Griggs or something like Riggs, something like that. I, I know what you're talking about yeah. that. That little guy was great.
6: So funny, like absolutely cracking me up. But the whole like, let's go see some sketchy alien in some basement lab to deal with somebody's memory. I was like, oh, it's like Men in Black. it's like the (laughs) deneuralizer that they take uh, K to I think it's Men in Black 2 I was just like oh yeah this tracks this is um will this work I don't know (laughs)
0: right right yeah hell yeah that that makes total sense yeah like the little little helpful aliens that are are there to basically give our characters like a little a little something that they need yeah yeah no that's perfect and yeah that guy is great one of the other uh one of the other guests that uh is on this super episode he uh went out and got a toy of that little guy um and had him sitting on the camera while we were chatting uh, (laughs) for this conversation so i love that that was pretty awesome
6: Yeah, he was hilarious. That whole character was so funny. Oh yeah,
0: it was. It was definitely a good addition to this universe. I I think uh, definitely one of the best parts of the movie for sure. Yes. Um. So great. Uh, Those are definitely great pieces. And uh, any any final thoughts about this? How how do you? I mean, obviously you're you're quite mixed on it, but how do you Mm. feel it it did as far as like. I don't know, at least wrapping up this trilogy. I mean, obviously it didn't wrap up the whole nine movie thing in a way that's 100% satisfying. But what about as a trilogy?
6: I still find it to be pretty disappointing. Um, Mm. In general, J.J. Abrams makes me rage because he cannot (laughs) finish anything in any way that satisfies me ever. So He's
0: all about questions. That's really all it is.
6: Him having to answer questions and tie things up, I was like, oh, no. Oh no, this is a terrible <laughs> move. So, just in general, I found it to be like it really lacked the emotional satisfaction that I was looking for to the end of a saga, which is sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well now it's over.
0: Mm. Yeah, so. absolutely. Your your uh, your buddy JC, uh, <laughs> I, I he we talked about how he is not a Last Jedi guy. Are you are you a fan of the Last Jedi?
6: I honestly, after seeing this one twice, I like the Last Jedi better than I like. Rise of Skywalker. Um, Okay. I don't love the whole Finn Rose plot that goes nowhere and is meaningless Mm -hmm. the entire time. The movie is too long to be wasting time on that. But the Kylo Ray stuff in The Last Jedi is amazing to me. I love it when they force time. That's like... The best. Yeah.
0: I love how everybody has their own way of saying that. Force <laughs> Skype, force time. Yeah, it's force, force time. It's not FaceTime. Yeah. It's force time. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, right on. Um, I, I think uh I think that basically does it. Do you have any other like thoughts on this thing before we wrap it up?
6: No. No, we covered yeah. it.
0: Okay, great. Uh, well, why don't you uh, go ahead and, and plug plug the Screen Fix? It'll be the second time it's getting plugged <laughs> on this super episode.
6: Awesome. So you can check us out, Screen Fix Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. And you can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Screen Fix Pod. We will be doing a Rise of Skywalker episode very soon, and fixing this movie. (laughs) I'm
0: looking forward to listening to that one because uh, there's going to be a lot for you guys to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, back on the show with us today, we've got our buddy Joe Black. How's it going, Joe?
7: It's going better today than yesterday. Yeah,
0: I (laughs) was touch and go there for a minute. I wasn't sure if we'd uh, get you on
7: this one. I wasn't sure if I'd be around (laughs) for this one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you survived. My, much much like the Emperor, you have been resurrected through some <laughs> kind of dark magic that's completely unexplained.
7: I'm living proof that the the flu shot is a lie. Uh. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So I I know you are one to uh, to see a movie many, many times once it comes out. I'm, I'm assuming you only saw this one once.
7: So. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll see a movie many, many times. I will not see a list of fan service checkoffs many, many times, but you know
0: <laughs> yeah for sure well i you know let's let's start off first thing is i are you a big star wars guy because I, I don't think of no, you as like into no. this kind of thing
7: no i actually um when i was five years old uh my friend marie bought me return of the jedi for a birthday gift and i had never even heard of star wars and i saw the cover and i was like what the hell is this this looks like the coolest thing i've ever seen in my <laughs> sure. life sure and uh my parents were like, no, 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 you can't watch this one. This is the third one. You got to watch the first two. I was like, there are more of these. Uh-huh. So we rented the first two from Albertsons and uh, <laughs> I watched the first one and I was like, I don't know, guys, I didn't really dig that. And they're like, well, you know, they get better. And I was like, all right, if you say so. And so then we watched Empire and I liked that. I thought that was cool. And I was like finally we get to this third one the one I really want to watch and then I watched that and I was like I don't know guys this is pretty bad <laughs> like these movies these movies aren't very good.
0: Man, and such then, a discerning uh, taste at that age. That's uh Well,
7: <laughs> <laughs> I was into like I was into Tron and Popeye and I loved Star Trek too. Sure. But for me like Star Trek especially by the time I was cognizant there were already, you know, six movies and three television or four television series mm. if you count the animated series. So like there was just I never had to repeat anything. I could just, you know, keep going on the journey. Right. 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 And star Wars, you know, if unless you wanted to count the fucking droids cartoon and the Ewok adventures, (laughs) there wasn't much more to discover beyond those three movies. Um, But then when the uh, prequels came out, we saw each of those in the theater. uh, And Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed uh, the Phantom Menace. I remember enjoying that, but not really caring for the other two. And then I never saw Uh them again. Right. Right. Until the Force Awakens. And I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch one each night leading up. And uh I watched Phantom Menace and I thought it was terrific. And then I watched Attack of the Clones and I was like, this isn't great, but I like what he's doing. That's cool. And then I watched Revenge of the Sith and I was like, that's very satisfying. And then we got to the originals and I watched New Hope and I was like, yeah, this just does not do it for me. And then mm-hmm. I watched Empire and I was like, yep, it's a masterpiece. And then I watched Jedi, and I was like, "God damn it! Why did I do this to myself?" <laughs> um, I was like, "Well, it can't get much worse than that." And then The Force Awakens happened. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, happened. I saw I saw cinema reach an all time low, and um, <laughs> and Shots I I swore off. Well, I swore off of them. Well, I, <laughs> of I I, you know. I wasn't going to see them. And then my wife, uh, she wanted to see last Jedi. And that was the only reason I went was, you know, for her and, uh, 30 seconds into it, I felt like I was in great hands. And by the end of the film, I had tears running down my face and I had seen mm-hmm. what I still think is the best Hollywood film in my lifetime. Right. And, um, and, uh, and I say Hollywood film, cause I don't count things like inglorious bastards or do the right thing. Or I mean like Hollywood, right. right. You know? And, yeah. uh, billion and dollar i, I turned movies. to her exactly i turned to her at the yeah. end of the movie and i went that was incredible and she went eh.
0: <laughs> so did every star like, wars fan apparently <laughs> i know and i was like okay
7: whatever but then i went home and i watched uh, i got caught up i watched uh rogue one and i was like oh that was pretty cute i like that and then uh mm-hmm. i saw the han solo movie and i thought that was fine
2: mm-hmm. uh,
7: you know um But then when I heard Jar Jar Abrams was back on board for this one, I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, before we we continue on with this story, um, I I find myself fairly in the same uh, camp as you when it comes to the older Star Wars movies, except for I didn't find anything really in the prequels at all that I liked. And then in the originals... They all kind of run together for me, but I mean, basically, I'm just like, eh, sure, you know, just all right. Uh, but uh, you know, Force Awakens, bleh, Last Jedi, <laughs> freaking amazing. I teetered up during yeah. it; it was so good, and I, I walked out like, oh, this is the best. Everybody's gonna love this, and. <laughs> And then Same. I uh yeah, immediately checked my phone. Everyone's like, that was
7: the worst shit. And like like,
0: what? What what how do people not like this? It's Let's... those
7: it's those Russian bots, man. Yeah. It's those Russian bots. <laughs> yeah. They that's what they tricked is. us. They sure did. No, you know, it's so funny, those prequels, man, like there's some funky shit in those movies. Like in a good way. Like, I mean, the wit like uh when yoda and palpatine are fighting in the senate and they're y- literally using the chairs of the senate as weapons against each other <laughs> right, like, right that's so good like yeah i mean they're not the prequels aren't like great movies or anything and borderline not even good but they're just so like um interesting they're so inventive they're so experimental that they i have can't ideas help but, you know,
0: they have ideas in them, you know, which is something that these yeah. three new ones, well, not really last Jedi. Last Jedi absolutely does, but at least the first and third yeah. of these new ones don't seem to have, you know.
7: Well, they have ideas, but they also have audacity. And I like yeah, that too. Sure. They have a real audacity to them. Absolutely. It was almost like Lucas was like, "Yeah, I don't like those other ones either. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he's a he's a interesting guy that that Lucas. Um, I love him. Oh yeah. Well, let's get into some puzzle pieces. We'll talk about this uh, Rise of Scar- Skywalker sure. a whole bunch throughout uh, this little conversation here. What do you got for your first piece?
7: I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I got The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um. Uh, you know, I, I'm really not a fan of Christopher Nolan at all, mm-hmm. save for The Prestige, which I think is a very good movie. Absolutely. And then uh and I also have a, a sweet spot for Dark Knight Rises, which it's not a good movie. Mm. Like I just want to preface it. I don't think Dark Knight Rises is a good movie. It's really stupid, um, and really thrown together. Um, because Nolan obviously wanted no part of it. <laughs> um right it's very apparent that he wanted know part of it and he also just pulls from older batman movies like i mean the whole ending with batman flying the bomb into the into the river i mean like that's straight out of batman 66 when he's like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb you know um <laughs> but i mean i didn't really care for st- for uh rise of skywalker but like dark knight rises i kind of feel like jj abrams also had no interest in going back to star wars right um For two reasons. One, I don't think he liked um, a divided opinion of his work. I don't think he liked that at all. Right. Because he's too desperate to be liked, which is why his movies suck ass. Um, But also, after The Last Jedi, I mean, when you've been kind of put in your place and you know that they're right, even though audiences don't think so, Mm -hmm. like when you know, when you know you've been one-upped by somebody who not only gives a shit, but can actually like really take something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think he had any interest in coming back. So, what did he do? He just kind of like grabbed what he could that was left over in the kitchen and, you know, threw it back together. Yeah. uh, Much like Dark Knight Rises. And I guess, you know, some fans will dig it, some fans won't. But at the end of the day, like Dark Knight Rises, it's a fizzle at the end of a trilogy. Right.
0: Yeah. And I I think absolutely everything about this like reeks of, uh, okay, I guess I'll do it. You know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I guess I got to come up with something. I said on the last uh, little mini conversation, I guess I'll come up with something and get it done by Christmas, because that's right. the only thing that truly matters is that this thing's out by Christmas.
7: The, uh, the, you know, I can say is a positive about Star Wars, uh, about Rise of Skywalker versus, uh, Force Awakens is that in the first three minutes of Rise of Skywalker, I was like, okay, all right, I'm kind of with you. Mm-hmm. Unlike Force Awakens, which right out of the gate, I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Right out of the gate, I was like, nope, the pacing is off, the acting is off. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. This is all wrong. Right, right. But you know, fucking Palpatine hooked up to that machine. That was cool. I like that. It
0: was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you mean though, for sure. And uh and and to to the the piece itself to the Dark Knight Rises, I think. It's also, um, that's one thing I kind of, like, I feel bad for J.J. a little bit, um, because in the same way that there was just nothing that was going to be good enough for Dark Knight Rises to follow up the Dark Knight, uh, especially with the the death of Heath Ledger, and, you know, where that probably had something to do with the, uh, you know, the messiness, here we have to deal with trying to just squeeze a story out of you know any last little bits and pieces we have of carrie fisher
7: you know well you know what i you know what i will say actually and i i i guess I, according to my brother who my brother funny enough is the star wars fan he's younger than me he's a 90s kid but he um he's the one who got the 80s bug like he was growing up he was into indiana jones and back to the future and karate kid mm-hmm. and 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 star wars me i was like no the, the phantom and the rocketeer right. um <laughs> But he uh, he was telling me that like he was really upset by all the Carrie Fisher like love fest or whatever. He felt like it was too heavy handed. Apparently, a lot of people feel this. I don't agree. I actually like honestly 30 years from now when people watch it who don't know that Carrie Fisher died mm-hmm. between the two, I don't think they'll be able to tell. Right. Like I, it does. It didn't feel like a. it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel pieced together. Uh, it felt it felt fine to me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like uh, yeah, I I actually thought that that was handled well. Yeah, there were a couple things handled well in the movie. I you know, I do give it some credit. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of fun to be had in it and uh it certainly Well, looks... don't take it that far. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, there's definitely things to like about it. And I agree. I think that they handled all the Carrie Fisher stuff quite well. It's just to have to do that. And that's kind of like your starting point. Sure. It's like we need this and then everything else. Let's just build it around
7: it. Well, I'll also steal this from a conversation with my brother. I don't know if he got this from somewhere or if this is just his own thing. He was talking about how the films themselves, this new this new trilogy, how like the first one was Han's movie, the second one was Luke's movie, and this one is Leia's movie. Mm. And how they've kind of done the reversal of that with the new characters, where like, uh finn who is like the leia character got the first movie and then ray who's the luke character got the second movie and then poe who is the han Mm. solo character kind of got this movie interesting interesting to yeah i thought that was interesting i think it was unintentional (laughs) (laughs) but if they had thought of it that way from the beginning we could have gotten something very interesting out of it yeah um you know but no this was just fan service this movie yeah you know or better or worse yeah no I, I i agree i thought that that han solo moment uh where he goes to tell him you he's like dad i and he just says i know i was like that's pretty good yeah. like, you know i was that that was a good fan service moment i was that that got to me a little somebody who doesn't give two shits about star wars that's good but then you have shit like yeah then you've got chewbacca getting his own medal, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like come on well do
0: you have any other puzzle pieces
7: yeah, uh The Mummy Returns.
0: The Mummy Returns. Okay, so this is that was the, that was the second one in the Brendan Fraser series. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Yes. Um All right, I got to hear this. I, yeah, I'm trying to um, remember the plot of uh, <laughs> The Mummy Returns or is it not the plot is it something
7: else? Well, I, I mean it is kind of the plot in that uh it's literally just a rehash of the first one, but with some villain that doesn't really mean that much to us. And like the main, main villain from the first one ends up teaming up with the hero to take down the villain from, you know, the past um, mm-hmm. being the Scorpion King himself. And it ultimately sure. leading to a very unsatisfying, terribly CGI sequence of uh, complete with them fighting underground, the big guy, and then above ground them waiting for, you know, a. uh, backup for their big army battle above right, just like right. this movie um, but just kind of a movie that like at the end of the day you're like you know did we need this one
6: <laughs> like uh, <laughs> right. and
7: if we and if we did did it need to be this you, you know what I mean it, it just uh, just kind of overblown and thrown together because people wanted it not because they actually had anything worth doing um, that being said I, I thought I, I enjoyed the mummy returns I guess <laughs>
0: I think I, I I think I really might have liked it, but I I don't I don't remember it very well. I love the first sure. one, the first Brendan Fraser mummy, it's great. But anything that came after have, that, I'm not sure.
7: I have odd um, resentments about the mummy movies. Um, my uh, when I went into film school, uh, the first film they showed us in film school was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. And then the second <laughs> movie they showed us, the second movie we watched. Was we watched the mummy, the Brendan Fraser mummy with commentary. <laughs> wow! Um, and I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm in film school. You know, <laughs> I've heard a lot about this Doctor Caligari movie. Can we start there, maybe, or something? Like, and she's like, "Don't worry, we'll get to that." And I'm like, "Great." What are we watching next then? She's like, "Chaplin." I'm like, "Great, I love Charlie Chaplin." She's like, "No, no, no, no," the Robert Downey Jr. Chaplin film. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um. So, yeah, the mummy movies are hard for me to to kind of chew through these days. I did like the third one, though.
0: Yeah, that again, I, I don't remember that at all. But, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm sure it was excellent. I, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny, too, is uh, two of the other uh, conversations that we had on this super episode brought up Indiana Jones. And, I mean, the mummy and Indiana
7: Jones. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> yeah it's
0: kind, of, I, kind of perfect that that uh through line there
7: i liked the fourth indiana jones i'm not gonna lie like i i've seen them all in bits and pieces but the only one that i've ever sat through from start to finish was the fourth one wasn't like great but i was like i'm you know i dug it i, I don't know it was right. fine and i the, the aliens didn't bother me it made sense to me it's like all these people complaining about aliens at the end i'm like dude in the third one jesus's cup turns a guy into a mummy. Like, yeah. what are you talking about
0: yeah i i never i never minded the aliens so much i just thought overall it just wasn't as good as the other ones
7: because i actually do love that trilogy but <laughs> oh uh, you're one of those i am <laughs> no, one of, just... i
0: am w- one of those yeah uh but no i never i never minded the yeah. aliens either i mean it, it fits along with the uh over the topness of that trilogy of that series
7: back to this uh rise of skywalker movie that you know it's funny you could literally use force awakens as a puzzle piece because it's the exact same plot right it's the exact same plot um it's it's they have to find a map to help them find in the first one it was luke and this one it's palpatine it's the same it's the same exact plot but unlike the force awakens i don't know there was something to this one where it was you know maybe it's that they finally leaned into kylo ren um I mean, I was happy with the with the the arc that he took in the movie. And and you know, the when he gets the little lightsaber, that moment is terrific. You know, it 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 it, mm-hmm. it 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 delivers in a couple of key moments, you know. Um, but just overall it's just a big bag of nothing. Right. And, you know, there's a moment, you know, what's his name? Uh the guy, Mark Hamill, that jabroni. Right. He um you know, okay. he was a little vocal about how he didn't care for what they did with Luke's character in The Last Jedi which um, right. I just think is just baloney because he talks about a Jedi wouldn't you know run away and hide. He would figure out what to do and recoup and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, motherfucker, other than you, the first two Jedis we met were Yoda and Ben Kenobi, both of <laughs> whom who had been in hiding for roughly 30 years right, since failing. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? But mm-hmm. what, I, what that said to me was that Mark Hamill is just a vain you know, snob and like he wanted the movies to be about him. Like truly. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh nothing proved that to me more than when he comes back in this movie and he and he raises the X Wing. And I was just like, oh my God. Like just so stupid. But then it literally cuts to a close up and I don't know if you remember this. He literally looks well, at the camera. He looks at the camera and he smirks and nods. And I was like, are you joking? Yeah. Like you've just officially announced <laughs> that this is not a movie. this is a checklist like <laughs> oh uh you, it you, it is it's a checklist, it really is even like having two females kiss at the end like oh you 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 wanted gays in the in the in the movie, so there you go. We'll wedge him into the corner with these two nothing characters, but we'll also make yeah. sure that that you know that Poe isn't gay uh we'll have felicity <laughs> uh tell turn him down twice. Um,
0: yeah that 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 was uh absolutely the least amount that you could do for for gay representation in a move. Yeah,
7: yeah but still you get to check it off the box buddy you that's know right uh it, like that it, so i guess that, that was jj's only goal and if that's your only goal then mission accomplished but you want to talk about what uh, what amazes me and i'll uh, we'll wrap this up soon i'm sorry if it's going too long but what's amazing to me is that in a movie full of nothing but fan service right how did they miss this opportunity when she mm-hmm. is on the ground fighting the emperor and she like starts hearing the voices of all the jedis right mm-hmm. and she stands up and she's like i am all of the jedi right um how the how the hell dude did they not have her stand up and have every fucking ghost jedi behind her like give us that money shot with you know Qui-Gon and Sammy Boy and Obi-Wan and Anakin and Luke and Leia and you know what I mean even like the no name jedis from the prequels and shit like that like are from the cartoons how did they not do that who who messed that up right. yeah you're
0: a- you're absolutely right because it's been shown Plenty of times over these movies that they can just show up as ghosts, so it can it can happen. And then on top of that, it would have been like the most memeable moment of the movie. Like people would be sharing that
7: picture for you, and yeah, exactly, and. And unlike the really terrible fan service moment in Avengers Endgame when all the women are in one shot together for no reason, right. this would have <laughs> yeah, this would right. have been done by design, and it would have been a dramatic payoff to a moment, and it would have given us that not only fan service-like release, but, but the dramatic catharsis, you know what I mean? Even yeah, yeah. I, a non-Star Wars fan, would have gotten a little bit of a, woo, that's pretty cool, you know? There they all right. are at once, you know? <laughs> like, that's fucking dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Hell yeah! Like I would have been so into that, and and they just didn't do it. And and what what really blows my mind is I'm thinking like, well, why wouldn't you? I start thinking like, because it's the most obvious decision. Why wouldn't you do it? And all I could think of is like, maybe they didn't want to pay for like likeness rights or something. But then I thought like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that shot, even if that shot alone cost thirty million dollars, so what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So the yeah. fuck what? Like you're the, you're,
0: cl- you're closing out 40 years of movies and nine nine films and something that's the biggest freaking franchise in the history of cinema basically.
7: yeah and it would have been remembered even though the movie itself will probably be forgotten that moment would have been remembered forever as one of the greatest moments in Star Wars you know what I right. mean like it, you know but for some reason they're just like nah but we gave you a wedge <laughs> How cool would it have been if Wedge had floated and be like, here I am, Red Leader, and then immediately got blown up? That would have been so sick. <laughs> I would have been so into that. I. <laughs> but no, oh, they killed man. the fat guy from Heroes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh, I think it's pretty clear that uh, this movie is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, do, do you think... Uh, do you think, you just said about the movie will not be remembered. Do you think that this trilogy will be something that, uh like, you know, kids now are going to watch and Star Wars is still going to become their favorite thing? The way that the last trilogy and then the original trilogy all was, like, every kid for the most part other than you and me. They're, their favorite <laughs> thing, you know what I mean, growing up?
7: No, uh, you know... um, that article that was posted on the i think i can't remember who posted it on the group page where it was about like what this new trilogy actually is i don't know if you got to read it but mm-hmm. um it was great and it was basically i'm trying to sum it up it's that this this trilogy almost seems by design like it was designed specifically so that fans original star wars fans wouldn't feel left out of the fan craze that's happening right now for things like how like Harry Potter fans and Marvel fans have now taken over as the new Kings of geek. And like, right. Right. That this genuine, this franchise was created just to make the original geek culture of Star Wars fans still feel relevant. Um, right. <laughs> and uh I think that there's a lot of truth in that. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it, look, this, to me, this franchise, this, this newest trilogy started out, from a place of condescension which was um you didn't they're telling us from minute one you didn't like the prequels so we're gonna just give you what you what you want mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like and to me that's kind of like whoa a i didn't ask you for shit <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and b you know nobody knows what they want you know what i mean like that's just the truth like and when they do it's not anything real sure and you know like if they had just if they if if it wasn't for empire honestly if it wasn't for empire i don't think that the fandom of star wars would have gone to the next generation Mm -hmm. it would have just been this thing that like happened that was like ooh, really impressive almost like avatar
2: Mm -hmm.
7: you know what i mean almost like avatar was but then, Force. Uh, but then, Je- uh, Empire came along and legitimized right, it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Empire came along and said, "Whoa, we're actually films."
2: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, when Force Awakens came out, it was nothing but like it wasn't even fan service; it was fan fodder. You know, it was just like, hey, "Here's the Millennium Falcon." <laughs> you know. But then we got Last Jedi, which, in my opinion, is even better than Empire if only Mm. because it still somehow managed to maintain that level of adventure and wonder, Mm -hmm. but also have gravity and and purpose, which Empire has gravity and purpose, but it kind of does omit the adventure and and levity. You know what I mean? It's a pretty dark film. So this movie Mm. somehow managed to do it, and that upset people because, you know, fan culture is just so used to getting catered to anymore, that like as soon as you say, listen now, this isn't, you know, this is a real thing. It's not your right. toy. They go, nuh-uh. You know, fuck you. <laughs> and uh so I honestly think that 30 years from now, whatever, Last Jedi will be remembered. Mm-hmm. And I think that Last Jedi will be reevaluated and people will come around. Because think about when when Phantom Menace came out, and it was like, look, it has R2, and it has, you know, Tantooine, and it has C-3PO, and lightsabers, and Obi-Wan. We were like, so? Right. You know? Like, people were like, who the fuck cares? We don't like the movie. Yeah. You know? Like, well, I did, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but now, when Force Awakens came out, for some reason, everyone's like, I loved it! It had Chewbacca, and the Millennium Falcon, and Luke was at the end. <laughs> And you're like, well, what about the movie? And you're like, and it had R2 at the (laughs) end. And you're like, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) Last Jedi is the only real movie in the trilogy. And more than the only real movie, I think that it was, funny enough, the whole movie is about the spark that will ignite the revolution. I think that that's what that film is for film. Mm -hmm. I think that filmmakers especially went, oh, shit, he's right. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, fucking Yoda, like, in that movie, straight up saying, like, most importantly, we pass on our failures. Mm. You know, like, that's, that's the whole fucking point, man. Like, I I don't know. Yoda's Yoda's the coolest. Um, and Ryan Johnson is a superhero to me because of what Hell he yeah. did. Um, at the very least, he's a martyr. And J.J. Uh, Abrams <laughs> will go down in history as a Xerox machine.
0: Oh man, JJ's getting a uh, a pretty heavy beating. Good uh, on this episode and and in general I think
7: I oh, think, no, I think like, a lot of people honestly like fuck him because like <laughs> no, like I mean him and Chris Nolan both I think are just like are are just both sides of the same shit coin which is mm-hmm. like JJ Abrams gets the 200 million dollar budgets to do like horrible like horrible vague masks of films of yesteryear you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like super eight get the fuck out of here but then christopher Mm -hmm. nolan is the other 200 million dollar check guy who is making nothing but two hours of exposition with loud music you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like he's not actually doing anything smart he's just talking a lot
6: Mm -hmm.
7: Um, you know they, they they're not they're not good filmmakers like and you can look at the editing in their films, especially in The Force Awakens. Everything in The Force Awakens is cut to the same rhythm, whether it's a dramatic moment, an action moment, a comedic moment. Remember the part in Force Awakens where like Finn is trying to convince BB eight to like live for him, and he like gives BB eight the thumbs up and then BB eight like sticks out a lighter and gives like a thumbs mm. up with a little flame. If you actually watch that scene, it's not funny. We know that it's funny, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> like we know that that is funny, but the actual rhythm and context and payoff is not structured or paced correctly for it to actually be funny. We just know instinctively that when that, that, and that happen, that is haha. And uh, if you re-edit the rhythm, it could have actually been a funny moment. Same thing with Chris Nolan; his movies are cut like trailers. You know, like it's just boom, 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 boom. Everything's cut to the same rhythm. That's why none of the jokes in the Dark Knight land. That's all I got to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that that is probably a, a perfect place to close it off. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for uh, for making the time to do this. Why don't you uh, plug your, uh, your filmmaking stuff where people can find you?
7: Oh, um, we got a website coming soon, but for right now, it's still just on Facebook. You can find Blue Means Pregnant films, and uh, in February, we're gonna have a website. Where we're gonna have DVDs available for everybody. So beautiful. Look out for that. Yeah. All
0: right, and we got uh we we have that uh, Jane Silent Bob episode coming up. So
7: everybody, you're gonna get Woo, to hear Joe again soon. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's interesting. That's the career killer. I'm ready for it. <laughs>
2: This
4: is Todd from iHeartGeek. We believe that anything you're passionate about is geek. And if you are a geek, you are family here. We record once a week and would love to have you join in our conversations. You can get hold of us at www.iHeartGeekShow.com. Use the .com. We paid extra for it. You can get us at Twitter, at iHeartGeekShow. And you can always search us on our Facebook page as well. And... Keep on geeking on.
0: All right. So I hope you enjoyed all of those conversations about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, you know, I hope people out there enjoyed this movie and got out of it what they wanted to get out of it. Because, I mean, it's it's a big deal to, to cap off nine movies with such a big major franchise like this and I'm glad that a lot of people are loving it even though I didn't love it most of my guests didn't love it or at least were kind of mixed on it um but yeah I mean come on it's Star Wars people love Star Wars and I hope they got something out of it uh I want to know We're going to do something a little different right now, okay? This is a new thing that I'm hoping we could really get going in the new year with the show. And we're going to start it off right now. Uh, I am beta testing a new service called Voicelink.fm. And if you go to Voicelink.fm slash piecingpod... You can let us know with an actual recorded voice message. Just make sure you got a, uh, a mic hooked up and click the button and you can record a message. Let us know if we missed any puzzle pieces. Um, the finished puzzle, if we're including everything that everybody that was just on the show talked about, would include Raiders of the Lost Ark... Every Indiana Jones movie, every Star Wars movie, of course. Uh, The Goonies, Mad Max, Terminator 2, Romeo and Juliet, Men in Black, Halloween 6, The Dark Knight Rises and The Mummy Returns. Um, I would include in there Independence Day, because uh, I was surprised nobody brought it up, but that big speech before they, uh, you know, go into battle, that was, that to me, that was total Independence Day, and if this was a regular episode, I would have totally brought it up. Um, so, aside from those, did we miss anything? Any major other movie that The Rise of Skywalker reminded you of, or maybe you thought could have been in? an influence or inspiration for J.J. Abrams and the crew in making this one. So, again, uh, just go to voicelink.fm slash piecingpod, record a message of a puzzle piece that you think we missed out on, and first person who does this, uh, I'm going to give out a $20 Fandango gift card because I want to get this thing going. So if you listen this far, you have an idea for a good puzzle piece, Go and do it, and uh, I want to hear what you got to say. We're going to re- uh, read all of these on the next episode, um, but first one gets a prize, so get in touch with us. Uh, also, of course, as always, you can rate and review the show. We would love your ratings and reviews. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, and we would be very appreciative if you've just subscribed, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at Pod. And, of course, come join the conversation in our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. So, this is a long, almost two-hour episode, which is absolutely insane. It was a lot of work to put this together, so I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, But we have a couple of great... Uh, end of the decade and end of the year uh, special episodes coming up and then we'll start getting into covering more movies uh, but we are going to leave you today with a piece of music as we always do and I know I have left you with this one before but it fits for any kind of space themed kind of movie and that is my track The Void from my most recent album A Different Kind of Dream." so enjoy The Void and uh, go to that voicelink.fm slash pod and let us know if we missed out on any puzzle pieces and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser because we really want to know what you think of the show and uh get in touch. We'd love hearing from you guys. We'll be back with more piecing it together. Oh, and uh happy holidays everyone. <music>